Hello, Edgewood Mustangs. Welcome back to your sports podcast, The Stampede Sports. And today we are here with our Assistant Athletic Director, Mr. Jones, and we are going to be conducting an interview. Thank you for being here today, Mr. Jones. Hey, I'm excited to be here and excited to work with two of my SAAC members in their podcast ventures. <laughs> well, it's awesome to have you here. So first of all, I was wondering, how are you liking being the Assistant Athletic Director? Being the assistant athletic director has brought a whole new experience to being in education that I didn't ever expect myself to get into. Um, I've been around the school my entire life. I've watched sports my entire life, but now not living bell to bell and working every day just focusing on sports and how to take care of our student athletes has been a a good shift um, from my previous experiences. But I can definitely say that my experience as a teacher, both in social studies and special ed, has prepared me for this in a, in a number of different ways. I've loved every minute of it so far. Wow. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Sam, as you said, you went to school here. Did you play any sports here, and how have you seen the dynamic in Edgewood sports change from when you were a student here? Playing would be a loose term. I was on the team. Uh, my freshman year, I played football. Um, and then after that, um, I had always played baseball for four years. After my freshman year of football, was the year that volleyball changed from serving to score to rally scoring. And the current volleyball coach, Jeff Carmichael, was looking for someone that knew how to do the book. Um, Nobody knew how to do the book in the school, and so they were looking for someone to learn. And they asked me to do it, so I became the volleyball manager bookkeeper for my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, And then I also was the manager for basketball my freshman year. So I was always around sports. I was the sports editor for the yearbook staff. And so it was just one of those where I was always around it, but maybe not necessarily the most active participant in uh, in the games. You heard it here first, guys. Sam was always involved, always a team player. (laughs) Yeah, so you'd say, like, helping manage and everything, that's what kind of got you into, like, the mentality of you wanted to be a coach? Absolutely. Um, I've been fortunate that I was raised by parents that were always involved in sports as well. My mom was a two-sport athlete. She played basketball and tennis in high school. My dad was a three-sport athlete. He played basketball, ran track, and then played baseball as well. And then my dad's been a coach for 38 years um, and is still coaching here at Edgewood. Um, and my mom was always just the coach's mom, you know, was just always around taking care of the team whenever she was, uh, whenever she was more active in her role as a parent as well. Um, but overall, I just think it was kind of one of those I didn't really have a choice. I was going to be around sports in some capacity. Um, speaking of being around sports, we just had a huge milestone in our Edgewood like sports dynamic and student section student specifically. specifically. Um, so now all students can get into games for free. Can you kind of tell us about what happened and how that came to be? So leading up to the Owen Valley game, we have a group of teachers that are a part of the Culture and Climate Committee, and it's a group that was started by Brian Rosenberg and Alicia Dirk and myself, and, and really it was a, something we've talked about for a long time But uh, since we've, I've started working here, but just trying to get like-minded people together on how we can continue to promote a sense of culture and a, an excitement about being an Edgewood Mustang. And so we came up with some ideas on how to promote Owen Valley Week, and it's something that it should be celebrated every every year. It's a big rivalry, and so we decided we were going to do some theme days, and then Robin Taft and Rosie really got in and convinced Mr. Hammett that we should let all of our students in for free. Leading up to that, um, 
I was lucky that whenever I was going to school here, that it was called Browns Brigade was the student section. It was it was a big mass of people. We had you know a couple hundred students at every game, and um, we really wanted to bring that excitement back to the kids. But they didn't really know because of COVID, like nobody really knew what that looked like to be a part of a student section. So by Taft and Rosenberg's efforts to get the kids in for free, um, that all led to the Owen Valley game, which we had a fantastic turnout. As we get to that fantastic turnout, the best part was is that we made a lot of money in other ways too. And I think that Mr. Hammett and all the stakeholders realized if we just remove the financial barrier of allowing kids to be here, now all of a sudden they're still going to spend money and they're going to, where else would you want your kids on a Friday night? You want them here in a safe environment where they're all cheering for their, you know, for their classmates and creating that sense of community that Ellettsville can have and has had before. So have you already been seeing a larger attendance of um, students at sporting events and just in all the student sections and everything? Absolutely. More so in our money sports. I think it'll take a little bit of time to get some of our non-money sports um, to get that attendance. But, uh, uh, but I think it's possible. And I think once kids realize they can show up you know, every night and they can find some sort of athletic event in which they can be around their friends and support their classmates, I think they'll realize the value. Um, just the other night, we uh, it was even Saturday night when we played Bedford North Lawrence. Saturday games, we typically maybe only have 10 or 15 students. That night, we probably had you know, 30 or 40 students. It wasn't a raucous crowd, but they were kids that knew they could come to the game and just have a good time. Um, but then the West Vigo game on Friday night was a fantastic turnout as well. And um, it was really one of those where I think we all kind of looked at each other amongst our group and we said, okay, this is catching on. This is something that could be really special because now kids know they can walk in the gate and they get in for free. Um, so we hope that they start planning those events into their into their weekly schedule. So do you think there is becoming like a direct correlation between the growing student section and like the success of our sports teams? And do you think that could continue to grow if more students keep coming to athletic events? I think that when you build a sense of, of camaraderie and a sense of where we're all locking arms, both the student section, the teams, the band, everyone, and we're all like – you know, going in one direction, you know, wanting to take on our opponent. I think it builds like it builds some excitement when athletes know they're being supported by their peers and everything that, you know, I know that would get me excited. Um, I can tell you that whenever I coached at previous schools, I was blessed that at my previous school, I had a student section for volleyball matches that would rival just about anyone. And they came and had fun and uh, they, they sometimes would toe the line of being appropriate or not. But nevertheless, the students were supporting other students and it built this excitement. And our kids loved playing at home because they knew they were going to have all their friends there supporting them. And regardless, win or loss, we would all meet in the circle um, at center court and circle up both student section and athletes alike. And we would, you know, talk about the next opportunity. And I think that's kind of where we are. And we're getting close to that, where our, our student section, our athletes, our coaches, our band, all of them are starting to see we can come together and we can make, we can make something really special. Yeah, we heard some of that from uh, Carl Norris from the guys' basketball team, and we interviewed him. I remember he mentioned that um, if they would have been playing at Owen Valley with a small student section, they might have not come out on top. And he said that, that like, the cheering from the student section and him knowing that, like, he had all of his friends, like, they're cheering him on and cheering the team on, that that was the extra little push that they needed to come out on top. We've been seeing such positive growth from our sports and our supporters um, this year. Is there anything else you'd really love to see or anything, any other goals you'd want to strive for in sure. academics and sure. athletics? I think that um, 
one thing to add on to what Carl said, and then I'll talk about our goals and everything. Um, I remember standing in the middle of the, the girls' game against Owen Valley, and uh, it was a timeout. We had the band. They were playing. Our student section was really into it because uh, it was early in the game. And two of the referees were, like, within about 15 feet of me, and they both looked at each other, and they were trying to talk to each other, and they said – one of them looked at me and said, we can't hear anything out here. This is awesome. And so these are guys that, like, they're just trying to officiate a game. But they had they had bought into the atmosphere as well. Um, and it was just something pretty special because at the end they were like, that's the best girls' atmosphere we've ever played in. And, you know, for them to say that, those were all officials that have been around for 20-plus years. So, again, with even though our girls' basketball team hasn't had the success that Coach Sims wants uh, this season and what he expects – we still had a fantastic turnout and supported our female athletes and to a point where it felt like most Friday nights do for the boys. To go over like our goals and everything, um, our student athlete advisory committee has done a really good job of really focusing on what they wanted to accomplish at the end of the year. Uh, the first thing we said was we wanted to increase athletic attendance and participation. Our numbers, for the most part, are up across almost every sport, uh, minus a few which were hit harder by graduation. We know that the graduation had more of an impact than it was in this, like interest for sake. Um, but uh, the second part was bringing awareness to making sure our facilities are top-notch, and, um, and that has really brought some really neat opportunities. Right now, we are currently talking with multiple companies to redo the flooring and potentially bring in new weight room equipment. Um, we know that the flooring is going to be a priority and it will be done, we're hoping, by the time we start school next year. And the weight room equipment, if it cannot be fit into the budget for 2023, then it will be looked at in the near future. So we're looking at having a, you know, a plan for the next couple of years to really promote our athletes knowing they're going to come in and have the opportunity to develop athletically. Um, both on the field and on the court, but also in the weight room as well. Um, we're also talking with a couple of companies right now to completely redo the gym from a graphic standpoint. We're trying to brand everything through the running Mustang and make sure that um, if you were to walk through right now, if you were to go in just to the weight room or go in different parts of our building, you could probably count 15 to 20 different Mustangs because over the years that logo has changed because different people bring stuff in. That's not what we want as Mustangs. We want everything to run through our logo and, and a specific brand and the companies that we've worked with and the ideas they've come up with to really uh, make our gymnasium and eventually hopefully our commons area, our hall of distinction that we have next to the gym and a number of other areas to really pop and for people to come in and say, I know I'm at Edgewood because I'm surrounded by Mustangs, both physically and, and, and on the walls and stuff. So we're really excited for those opportunities going forward. So do you also think that um, SAAC renaming the, our student section from Red Nation to Stampede Sports, do you think that's also helped a lot? So I know that change is not always welcomed. And I can remember when we first made that change that a lot of people were like, I hate this. This is stupid. Why are we changing it? And that was one of the goals that I had in mind. And I will say I was slightly selfish, but I hoped that people would understand the reasoning behind it is we want everything to revolve around that we are all Mustangs. It doesn't matter whether you're an athlete, you're in band and choir, or you come here and you just go, you have a club. It doesn't matter. We're all Mustangs. And so the stampede, um, by definition, is a raucous group of animals that are all heading in one direction. So, like, what better would you want for a student section than a raucous group of people that are all centering their energy towards one thing? And that's the support of our athletes and our other events that we have going on. Um, I know it wasn't the most welcome, but I do believe that um, no change is going to go without some sort of pushback. And if you made a change and nobody pushed back on it, 
it's probably was irrelevant anyway, and it, people didn't really care about it. So um, I am proud of our students for not necessarily letting the change of the name define their commitment. And we see our commitment growing, and I'm excited to see where the stampede goes from there. Um, also, we are talking about bringing together kids in show choir, band, and all sports. You have also brought back Leadership Academy this year. Um, where would you like to see that go in the future? Leadership Academy, whenever I was going through school, was something that uh, I didn't really see the value in it. I, I always enjoyed being a part of it, but I didn't see the value in it until I got to college and I joined a fraternity and I took a leadership role there. Um, even just going to a retreat and having a school and our school staff acknowledge kids that like are doing the right thing and making sure that they know that their efforts and their opinions matter um, empowered me and I can remember whenever I was a senior in high school the principal at the time Brad Tucker told me that I needed to understand what the word outspoken meant because I was too outspoken at the time and I needed to realize that just because I have an opinion doesn't mean it should always matter which is valid but at the same time um, he also encouraged that and said but when you're passionate about something and you want something done the right way, if you do things the right way, good things will happen. And that's taught me a lot. And I'm hoping that as we've had the chance to meet with our Leadership Academy, um, they're having a lot of say in the creation of our all-nighter, um, which is coming up on March 24th, I believe, 24th, 25th weekend. I know that. Um, and we have a retreat coming up. And it's just been really interesting to see such a diverse group of kids from all spectrums of Edgewood High School come together and start to plan what we hope will be a fantastic event to really kick off our last quarter of the year. That's awesome. So like the all-nighter, are there any other traditions from your years at Edgewood in high school that you would like to see come back? I would love the homecoming bonfire to come back, but I know insurance and all the paperwork that has to go with that is probably not going to happen, but that was just such a great way. So homecoming, whenever I was growing up, was like four nights. So you started off with boys volleyball on Tuesday. On Wednesday, you had powder puff. On Thursday, you had class clash. And on Friday was the game, and then they had a dance after. Um, I was just talking with uh, Mrs. Dirk about this, and uh, I would love nothing more than to have some sort of like a kickoff event on a Monday night, like a bonfire or something, where we'd have like food and kids could come in and eat. We all hang out. Um, and then like so that night, we are all Mustangs. But then come Tuesday, we're all in our classes and we're battling with each other Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday with boys volleyball, girls powder puff, and then turn around and finishing it with class clash. And then by Friday, we come back together again, and whoever our sectional opponent is need to be ready to take on about 850 of us because we're ready to push them down. I think that's great for school camaraderie. I mm -hmm. hope so. And I hope that we can, if we don't get it all in one at one year, that's okay. Um, we'll, I'd like to just slowly start pushing back that direction because, I mean, that's can be one of the most exciting weeks of the year. Um, I know like Taylor Ferguson and a number of other people are really interested in bringing back a homecoming parade. Um, I can tell you that at my previous school, um, I, I taught in a small town called Cloverdale and like the homecoming parade ran through the town and everyone joined in on that. And it was during the day, like we just loaded up the floats, drove through downtown Cloverdale. Um, and it was just a neat experience for everyone. Had all the schools involved, the kids all still got candy and everything. Uh, give us something to celebrate and get those younger kids involved and excited to come to see something, you know, on a Friday night as well. Yeah, I heard something tiny bit similar not as large scale but when um our band one day i heard that there was a bunch of people like lined up and like uh welcomed the bus back to edgewood so i thought that was really cool and 
a step in that direction, but it seems like this could be something that's continuously evolving even in like the next decade. Yes, absolutely. And if I had it my way, which again, I, I know that my opinion and I can't be too outspoken uh, about this. I got to take my lesson from Mr. Tucker. I would love our fall festival and our homecoming to fall on the same week and really fuel all of that through the fall festival and like have something. My parents are both from Vincennes and in Vincennes they have a homecoming parade and then they have a large pavilion that all of the alumni come back on that weekend and they have a huge social hour and it's a great opportunity for people to come from far and wide. And I mean, you have people every year that are coming from, you know, states away, not just, you know, Illinois and Michigan and everything. They're coming from, you know, Colorado and Texas because they know that's a weekend that they can come back and see all of their classmates. Um, and again, doesn't have to happen in 2023, 2024, but we'll definitely like to build towards it as long as I have the blessing from the powers that be. All right. Thank you so much for being here today with us, Sam, and letting us interview you. And thank you for everything you are doing for our school and just pushing and really looking forward to the future. And we appreciate all that you are doing and all that you plan to do. And we are excited to see where everything goes. Yeah. Thank I, you so much. I can't thank you guys enough, and I can tell you that it makes it so much easier to show up and work every day when you have a fantastic student base like what we do, and I just hope that everyone that hears this realizes how many amazing things that Edgewood High School has to offer, and we have a lot of exciting things coming, so you better get on board now because once we get rolling, it's going to be tough to jump on then. I think everyone's going to be really motivated by what you've said today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you.